Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. It's Tuesday, another episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. I am thrilled. I am humbled. I am gratified. I am honored to announce that we sold out SOB's, your girls tour, last Thursday. I, I talked to a guy who drove up from Baltimore, saw the show... And then drove four hours so he could start a 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. shift down in Baltimore. I mean, we... Uh, there was a guy, DJ Yanni, flew in from Chicago. Ray Rodriguez out there on Long Island drove out with a friend. I'm really mad at myself that I don't remember his name, but he uh, he had a shift at 6 a.m. the next morning. We packed that place out. It was shoulder to shoulder. Just Blaze was our DJ. OG Chase B was our DJ. OG Chase B, uh, he came through off off the love and DJed for an extra half an hour and you know couldn't have been any nicer any better and uh we brought freeway up from Philadelphia and man I mean every everybody knows that 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 he's been quite sick with uh with diabetes and uh he not only ripped through his verse on our song Suns Out Guns Out but then he stayed on for a mini set with him and Just Blaze yeah and then, and then we heard from a very good friend of ours that that free needed a night like that night, and and on top of like, you know, living out these dreams for ourselves, on top of um, having all of our friends in the building, on top of of having so many industry people in the building to give uh, a legend like Freeway a couple of hours escape, uh, applause, and a packed room to cheer him on. That was honestly the. Uh, Maybe the best thing to come out of that evening. But we did sell it out. We did sell it out. There were a lot of people who also had no idea who we were, which, which is very is, cool. That is cool. Like, like people came up to me afterwards and were just like, I didn't know what to expect. Well, yeah, some people won tickets from different sites. Um, or bought tickets from wherever. Yeah. And they were just like, I didn't know what to expect, but that was really good. And I want I really am interested in everything else you guys are doing now. Well, and, and we should tell the people that we are going to be heading down to South by Southwest in three weeks or so. So if you are in Austin, you should definitely check us out. We're going to be doing a podcast. We're going to be hosting some stuff. Hopefully we'll be performing a few times down there. And it's our first time going to Austin for South by Southwest. We went once for uh, Austin City Limits. Yes, we interviewed Stevie Wonder down there. And we got to see the world's first and biggest Whole Foods. Very, very exciting. Oh, and uh, since we're on the topic of uh grocery stores we should shout out uh four guys four guys from our grocery store west side market right across the street showed up yeah in force yeah. at our uh at our show and homer uh Hom- Hom- homer is the uh the general manager the general manager of the place and so homer show like I- i'm buying groceries i'm at the cashier this is after the after the, the show, show. Yeah. and he's like yo bro you you fucking killed it bro yeah and like you know there's a lot of like Jewish and Latina grandmothers who are trying to buy their groceries at the same time as this. And he's just like, yo, bro, you fucking killed that shit. Yo. Uh, also, I want to shout out. Uh, listen, I want to shout out everybody who was in the building. I want to shout out everybody who bought tickets, who knew that they wouldn't make it and bought tickets anyway, just because they wanted to support it. And then we could give those tickets to other people who wouldn't be able to otherwise go. But I want to shout out Greg Mayo, who was on stage with us, who has been rocking with us since day one, who produces all of our music. He's at Greg Mayo music online and wait, man. I want I want to I want to just say um, 
you know, day one is like a very easy thing to say, like, oh, this person was around when we were making videos in 2007 or whatever. Greg has literally been our best friend since since day one. Since yeah, since Dan and I were three. Uh, I want to shout out um, Shinsuke and Bob, who also were very early on the uh, on the friendship train not as early back in the day That's uh more like sixth seventh eighth grade obviously the squad was in the building in full effect yes we had uh it, it was really nice people like nona talada came through uh our friends mark and georgia came through I, I was emailing somebody today and i said that uh you know we're two guys who grew up just wanted to be in rockefeller records you know we wanted to to have any type of affiliation with with that legendary record label as we could and and what's nice is over the years we've met a lot of the people from that era from that um that label we've interviewed a lot of them on this podcast but to perform with two staples of that unbelievable run just blaze and freeway on our night is something that i will never ever 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 forget i my only regret is that I throw up the rock with Freeway. I know. <laughs> I, I I was a little bit like, is it too basic if I do? You know, we're also, by the way, I was thinking about this the other day, too. Uh, we've had two shows here in New York that we have headlined, uh, and they were both called tours. One was, I guess, technically a tour, the Yolono tour. Well, two shows in one night. And this one, one location. This one was one tour. And the funny thing is, all the people who are just like, "Is this really a tour?" It's and, like, no. Well, maybe, but I mean, we're certainly we're gonna go certainly other not off this one this one gig just by itself. But um, we performed with Bun B, and we performed with Freeway. And you motherfuckers can't tell me nothing. My God, what a, what a night! Thank you to everybody who was a part of it in any shape or form. And uh, we really hope to see you at the next the next gigs wherever they are, whenever they are. There will be more, and uh, and that's a testament to everybody who was a part of this huge night in our lives. Thanks to SOBs. Thanks to uh, to everyone who gave us a push in in you know in in doing this and helped make our dreams come true. Uh, and anybody who's tired of us talking about it, well, I can't promise you that this is the last time we're going to be talking about it, but I will say but that. But have you seen the pictures on <laughs> Instagram and Twitter? We got video coming soon, too. Yeah. I would like to say uh, our album, Teddy Bear Fresh, is on the way. More announcements about that soon. In the meantime, every week, you know you can tune in here to this very podcast, A Waste of Time with It's The Real, for hilarious and deep conversations. And we definitely had a hilarious and deep conversation with today's guest. Mr. Charlie Wilson, Uncle Charlie. He was on the Upper West Side. He came through our apartment. And what a conversation. Well, what a guy. I what mean, a guy. It's, what a uh, life. It's rare that we get somebody of his stature to come up here. Obviously, we you know we sort of favor all the young kids and the uh, young executives and the young tastemakers. To have somebody who's lived – he's lived a few lives come up here and talk about it was an honor. If you don't know about Charlie Wilson, go learn. Go yeah, learn about him. Read a book. Yeah. Charlie Wilson, you know, has worked with – Man, uh, Kanye West and Snoop Dogg and Justin Timberlake, Pharrell, Pharrell Williams, R. Kelly, and uh, and a, a little band called the Gap Band. Yeah, and uh, uh, oh, and he was on Computer Love. He was by Zap. And so, just uh, we touched on literally all of those topics. Yes, it was a it was a really great experience to have him up here. I hope you guys really enjoy this podcast. When do you want to get into it? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. My Name Ringing Bells, a.k.a. Quasimodo. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Get Lifted, a.k.a. Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. 
Yeah, what up, y'all? This is Uncle Charlie, aka Uncle Last Name Wilson. <laughs> yeah, this is a waste of time with this for real. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Charlie. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way, on the new project. Thank you so much, man. Thank you also for coming up to the Upper West Side to hang with us. Yeah, this is like really cool. I'm liking this here. You know, listen, <laughs> if like you want to live here, it's fine. That's like, fine. I'm, yeah, I'm looking leave. at. I was yeah, looking yeah, yeah. around as a kitchen, you know, and all of this. You know, I didn't, look, I didn't check the bedrooms yet. <laughs> who you got stashed it's in the back? Yeah, yeah. Jeff, tell me who. Very spacious. Spacious. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a Manhattan mansion. That's it's right. A Manhattan mansion. Yeah, I'm checking it out. Yeah, so kick the walls. You mm -hmm. are in between tour dates right now, right? Yeah, like I was supposed to have three days off, man. Ain't nobody giving me no days off. Yeah, what happened to the days off, everybody? Come on now. No, they did to me last weekend too. It's like okay, last week I didn't have no days off. Went straight did Wendy Williams and 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 then some other serious radio, just live band and all that, and then, and then went back. I'm hoarse as hell, and then I, <laughs> I, and so t today it was all day, and then you guys is beautiful, and tomorrow is just crazy. And but you're you're a sprite, you know, 25 year old. That's and so right. It's very yep. easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, good with that. All right. The first question right off the bat. Mm. Uh, we were talking with our friend David Cho last night, mm. who is like maybe the world's biggest Kanye West fan. And mm. then like all of good music and all that. Mm. He wanted to know where the flashing lights version is with you. Where does that live? Where does it sit? Do you have a copy? Did you bring it here? And can you give it to us? That's right. I'm just about like you. I've been waiting. <laughs> I don't have a copy with me, but I do have one. Oh, you do? You do have a copy. I do have a copy, and I'm probably the only one with a copy. Of course, you've seen that little dancing routine. It yep. was like nobody was allowed in that studio with no camera. We was the only one with a camera in there, and you know, but... Um, we never did get back to that record. And that I was, love that record. That was that that was that that Rosewood time too, when yeah. everyone was wearing suits and yeah, oh yeah, you you couldn't even mix a record without a suit on. Is that right? <laughs> you was on, and you was if you was like like in another another state, yeah. and then yo yo, you check this out, you got your suit on, and like yeah, <laughs> you better say yeah because if you don't have it. new shoes, it was, yeah, oh it was it was a cotton club up in there. How's your <laughs> how's your uh, suit game? All my suit game is good, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, man. I'm, I I get booted and suited all the time. <laughs> so you're originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And Kanye's family originally Oklahoma. comes from Oklahoma. Yes. Did you guys ever connect on that? I knew I knew his auntie. Did you really? Yeah, Shirley. Wow. Yeah, yeah she was. Uh, she had a, a a choir called the Ghetto Choir, and um and she had the youth choir was just a lot of young black children there, and they it was some bad kids, man. You know, I was <clears throat> I used to tell. Sheila, I said, you know, I'm really upset because I'm not in the ghetto choir. She says, you know, you could be in this ghetto choir. As I was in high school, <laughs> I was in high school, and I was, you know, I was always playing in clubs. I was, so that, yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I knew them the family well. Wait, and, when did you start performing? Uh, I, I was 12, 13 years old when I started playing. First, it was the YMCA. It went from it, it went from the YMCA to the clubs right off the bat. I wow. was not supposed to be in the clubs. Yeah, how they letting you we in? We was just playing that good. Well, we had chaperones, but. We it was like it started out like a happy hour and happy hour to a blue Monday and from blue Monday to weekends <laughs> within a, within the course of like two weeks. Yeah, when I first started playing blue Monday, it was like before you had a driver's license. Uh, I didn't have no driver's license. <laughs> yeah, you know I was doing a lot of other things, but yeah. <laughs> what other things were you doing? Well, I was getting I was getting liquor out the liquor store. I looked mm -hmm. like a, a grown up. <laughs> Flare my nose open and you know it's crazy. How big? I had to choke on the cigarette that I had, faking like I was smoking. <laughs> the man had half a pint over there. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah. And it was both you and your brothers. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was at that time. Yeah, I was. No, no, at that time I was with my friends. Mm -hmm. 
my friends, we had, I had my own band, my friends and I. We was the best in the city. Yeah. What was the name of your band? It was called Spinatas. Uh, us, uh, it was Spinatas and Liberators. Yeah, why we why had to change the names? We just change the names every time. Every, every time one member leave, we change the name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we talking like like Battle of the Bands and all those things? Oh, we would like, kick everybody's butt. Yeah, there wasn't any, they couldn't touch us. I was we was the youngest, baddest dudes up in there. Because what we do is we would look at we go somewhere and uh, listen outside the door or just sneak in. You know, when somebody turned their head and just listen to some grown play, people play steal what we heard them play and go and learn it and then go and play it around our age group and it was like well those guys is way too deep <laughs> well who were your influences back then who were you who were you listening to that you really were like you know what i want to i want to move into their lane besides people that you were stealing songs from. that yeah, well, yeah. yeah. sliding family stone yeah mm-hmm. did, Hathaway, Steve Wonder. I was just, yeah did your parents understand no they didn't understand that my dad understood it because his nephew was Lowell Fulson. He was a blues singer, so, mm-hmm. you know, but my mom, she didn't want no parts of that. She didn't want it, and it was mad because we ended up doing it. But, And then years later, after we had some success, she said, baby, <laughs> you know you need you another one of them yearning for your love. <laughs> I said, you right. We need another hit, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she was something else. She didn't like it in the beginning. No, she just what did, knew what what did she... The, all the snares and all that stuff. She yeah. knew what that was going to be. What did she want you to do? Well, I mean, she definitely didn't want us to turn to drugs and alcohol. And mm. was, you oh, know, she didn't want that. No, she, <laughs> okay, didn't, yeah. she didn't want it. You know, she knew that what that we're going into this 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 field that what could have what could what could happen. You know, yeah. so she was just a you know a little concerned about it, and and of course you know. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in high school, was there any, like, formal musical training that you were, like, taking advantage of? Oh, well, I mean, in high school, I mean, of course, we had a band teacher and, and all of that stuff. and uh, But we we were learning, like, from junior high school, we were learning things that, like, things that we saw seniors play in high school. We was in the seventh grade or the sixth grade. We were learning that and and memorizing. So when we got to high school, we started playing stuff that we had heard years prior. And and our teacher was like, "Whoa, <laughs> how you know that piece right there?" So it's like, okay, so he get his trumpet out, and we playing, and he goes and plays the first part, the first trip part, and that. And so nobody else could play it. So you know, when we got when we got there, you know, he would play the first trip part, and we, yeah. I played the second trip part. My friend played the third part. You know, so it was yeah. great. Called uh, Bugler's Holiday it was like tri- triple tonguing and double tonguing and all that Damn. stuff. So we was doing all that before we got to high school. Wow, because we had heard somebody play it, mm-hmm. heard it played, and we just like just adapted so fast and just. By ear, and then when he put it in front of us, we saw all these black notes going. Whoa, <laughs> what's that? This is what you just been playing. I was like, okay, we gotta learn this one, you know. But we had to read it, so mm-hmm. it was great, man. We was just really good at what we did when we could, when we were kids. You and your brothers, um, you guys start mm-hmm. uh, the Gap Band. Mm-hmm. And what age is that? I I was about nine, nineteen, somewhere in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oops is the first song that like really hits, right? Oh uh, no, Shake. Shake your booty, yeah, yeah. Shaking and oops came after that. And then, like, what? How old were you then? I don't know. <laughs> Around then, yeah. Yeah, was, so, I don't know. Somewhere but, but, in there. but was it quick? Well, it was. Uh, it was first. It was. It was. Um, I was shake, shake your booty, and then that was. I don't know. And then it was. Um, it was oops upside your head. Uh, it was the year after, so we mm-hmm. was doing. We was doing uh, records every year. Yeah. So, uh, we was doing. I'm sorry. We was doing two albums a year, just about almost like. 
and they would come, you know, just stagger out a month, a couple of months, you know, a little apart from, you know, a regular release. So if we had a record out that came out January, in February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, <laughs> we have another one <laughs> to go into the fall and then yeah. the first of the next one. It's had to like feed that. the streets. That's yeah, right. we had to feed the streets, keep the music coming. So, but Oops, Oops came second and it was just like, that was crazy. And yeah. how did you know that that people like even beyond Tulsa like understood, loved you, like wanted more of this? Well, it's just the feedback. People were were you know it was just the feedback. Everybody loving the funk, you know. And they always said we had this cowboy, you know, because New York. I was, it was back in the day. It was Frankie Crocker was in, and he was like, "I'm not playing that cowboy music." <laughs> Hurt my feelings hard, man. I was broke hard. I was broken hard when he said that, man. Because it... like, that's not what it sound like, man. That's what he said. And I was like, you could have changed it. He looked at me he's like, I'm just gonna keep it real with you. And I was like, well, I gotta change it. From that moment on, I was like, I gotta, we gotta figure out how to get in New York. But it was already underground. Yeah. You know. So what were the big cities for you guys? I mean, we had the South, East, yeah. and South was we had that locked up. And does that mean that you traveled and played shows around the South, yeah. like early? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. were you guys going? Oh, we went to Atlanta and, and uh, all of Alabama, all of those around Dallas there, and, and Dallas, all around, yeah. all around down there. So yeah. we was we was cool down there. So like cars, or were you guys like getting on a bus, or like how did they? No, we 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 uh we had buses. Yeah, we was doing buses back in those days, but you know we did chilling circuit in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like. Let me go back before we even had hit records. I mean, we we opened for the Rolling Stones and didn't even have a hit record out. Wow! So How did that happen? It was like it was like uh, the attorneys. It was some attorneys that knew some friends, and they said you need to go check this band out. So they checked the band out and said, let them open. And so, I mean, it was literally maybe thirty thousand people in a stadium. Because by the time Mick Newman was 90, but I'm saying it was literally almost about 30,000 people when we performed and they didn't know who the hell we was. <laughs> and and I and I remember just grabbing a towel and just choking my guitar and he was like, no, no. <laughs> we just, because I mean, I had to do have some earth shoes on and uh, and the spandex suits. It was, just, you know, just cheap suits. And yeah. and I remember, I didn't, I mean, this is going to sound really stupid, man, but don't don't take On this th- podcast, th- everything sounds stupid. <laughs> so, I mean, I really, when it's in, Jing 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 jumping jam flat in the gas 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 and I actually went into that song on a Rolling Stones show. <laughs> he looked at me like you wasn't that damn but big of a fool. Wait, I actually did that because I mean, I mean, we was playing the record a lot around the city, but it didn't dawn on me that I was I was I mean I wasn't thinking about. It was that song because we played it so much and that didn't. I, I mean, it sounds stupid. Were, now. I mean, we've you all were, heard, but about we never played another Rolling Stones show. <laughs> we've all heard about the uh, the blues and funk musicians stealing from the white That's, man. Yeah. And, you so know, I just think it's an never atrocity. Heard a black man from the white man. You actually did that, <laughs> but wait a minute. It was it was a trip because I remember 
They had, and, and Mick was wearing the the, the, the uh, tie-down pajamas, pants, and stuff at this day. It was those satin pajamas. And, yeah, yeah. And he had shoestrings tied around the bottom. <laughs> but they had him they had him by his jacket because he wants to come out and play, sing it with me or whatever. I, I, I only just said, jumping jack jazz is a gas, gas, gas. And, and the guitar was playing, doing solos, and I had it by the neck with a towel. And, and the crowd was just going. It was up, man. I was like, whoa, we killing this place. And, then up, and I seen Mick over there, and I was like, does he like us that much? And it just, then it dawned on me, oh, sh- <laughs> oh, you know, I uh, think I don't think we're gonna get any more shows here. <laughs> Should have called I, your attorney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't get any more Rolling Stone shows, but oh man, that's awesome. Good. But I no, what I a did way to two, go out. We did, we did two more, but that was it. That was like what, I told steal, them, what song did you steal that time? I didn't. Uh, I don't remember. Still, we just we, you know because we didn't have a hit record. We had we just was we, we just rock out and we had some vibes that we used to do in the clubs and we just rocked those those things and and I knew that there weren't like club it wasn't a club s- setting and so it was definitely a stadium setting so you had to think stadium and so that's what we were doing so yeah. I think we ended up doing some slides so I just was going off and I was just you know well how about stepping on a stage for the first time and looking at it 30,000 people like- that was with Leon that was that was good that was that was incredible and and um uh, that was after we had been on the road with Leon Russell, I think. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, so we'd already had been there. The first time that I seen that many people was when we come out of a club, went on the road with Leon Russell, and it was like we come up out that tunnel and I went across the stage to go to my organ. and I looked around. <gasps> and that was it. It was like, Charlie, let's go. And I was standing looking at the people, and they looked like ants way <laughs> in the back. And I was like, oh, man. So the, they started I was like, oh man, he's like, Charlie, Charlie. So I run them all and Because I was stuck. I'm still looking at the people and I was supposed to start the song and I was stuck. Oh my God. I was st- at least for 16 bars, I was stuck looking. Wow. I was late starting, but yeah. Now to see 30,000 people, we just have to go to uh, Trump's inauguration. No. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get shot through the window. Know, yeah. Yeah. Move over to the left. I'm sorry, to the right, because I'm yeah. over to the left. So you guys are moving around. You're playing in front of humongous audiences. Mm. You know, you've had all this time to like write mm. these songs that like you guys like, mm. and the audience just takes to it. Mm. Then is the bar raised, and and how do you meet expectations at that point? Well, I mean, you have to go hard. I mean, we, I've, you know, coming off of a stage like that, you you're trying to figure out should I write rock songs? And so everybody was coming at me saying that you should sing these type of songs. And I was saying, well, but they want me by myself. And I'm like, no, I want to do these records and I want to be with my brothers. And so it was like, so I just kind of like went to the left with it. But with so many people trying to get me out of that band when I was young, when I was a kid, just everybody, who, yeah, every, who, who, oh, they was trying to go with me. They were trying to make me be the rock, the rock guy for sure, for sure. I mean, and, and it was like, I'm gonna tell you, who was big at the time that they was trying to get me. It was Elton John. Mm-hmm. And he was big, and they said we just go after this guy. And it's like I was like, and he had to leave on that record, and I was like, and I was listening to that. I was like, and they said we can go after this era, and and the way you dress. You always dress like Sly Stone, and so we can just you just can play, and then you can get up and do what you normally do. And I seen the picture, but I wanted my I wanted my family to be with me, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and they didn't want that, so I was like, I ended up 
bouncing for a while, and then we're gonna do R and B. So yeah, I'd be right. an R and B singer. But I would have been a, a rock rock guy for sure. That's what it was. That's that's why I got so many so much energy still now. It's just it's what I love to do. And well, hey man, I don't have no regrets. My, my wife always tell me you probably would have died because it was sex, drugs, and rock and roll yeah, back in yeah, those days, yeah. and, and everything was so plentiful at those days. You know, on, the, on on those tours with those rock guys, it was so much, and and um, um, it was plentiful. So I was like, I thank God for what I got right now. Well, so how much of a rock star were you? Did you destroy any hotel rooms? Oh, well, I didn't do that, but the, I watched the Creek crew do that. Did you? <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm gonna take that back because okay. one night I did get mad and I had somebody help me pick the TV up, so I threw it out the window. Yes, I did. <laughs> Wait, you had somebody else do it? Yeah, you know, I had somebody help me pick it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when I say, well, we're gonna swing one, two, three, and I was out the window and went. <laughs> And then I left. It <laughs> cost a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was gonna cost. I didn't know I was gonna have to pay for it. You know. Well, we should... I'm saying the rock and roll stuff. You know, they do it. I don't know who was paying for it at the time. I was like, you know. Well, to be fair, it should have been the other guy who helped you pick you up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I should have blamed him. I wasn't thinking yeah. about it. I was trying to be late. hard and say, yeah, I did it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Listen, thank you. I'm glad for owning up though. That cost you fifteen hundred dollars for the window and the TV. And I was like. Yeah, but that TV was old. <laughs> so, no, but the window cost fifteen hundred. Oh my god! Right. Okay. Anyway, it was fifteen hundred. I remember that. So it was all good, you know. Oh. I learned my lesson of trying to tap hotel rooms like rock stars do. <laughs> you gotta have a lot of money to do that. <laughs> I was just starting out. I didn't have that much. Yeah, like you weren't getting paid off your your music, right? No. No, that, yeah, no. and then wouldn't getting played after the shows either. So, <laughs> did that make you want to leave the business at any point when you were like, "Oh, it's a bunch of snakes running around"? No, there. no, it made me want. I was like, "I'm gonna try it again." Yeah, keep on trying it and keep on trying it, keep on trying it, until I was just didn't have anything, and and everybody was like, "You gotta retire." I was like, "Crazy, I'm gonna get some money before I leave out of this." Yeah, yeah, and so, and when I when I got married after the drug thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, my wife, she was like, "You, you want to do that again?" I was like, "Yeah." She said, "Well, let's go. You got. To, we have to do it the right way." And uh, so they said, "We're not gonna let nobody steal no more from you." And then so that's twenty-two years ago, and we I never looked back. Yeah, I get God. my, I get, I get mad. Yeah. <laughs> Give me mad. Yeah. <laughs> so and so that was uh what like ninety four and so or ninety five ninety five ninety five is when I got sober. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so not to skip too too far ahead. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe we'll go back a little bit Let later. But 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 ninety six is when you meet Snoop. I met Snoop in ninety six. Yeah. And man, uh, Snoop said he saw me. He saw me on the streets, and he said, man, it hurt me so bad. I didn't know whether to give you some money or, or not to give you none. And he's like, so I didn't give you anything. But he said he saw me out there. It was like he said, it was in a gas, right by a gas station. I was like, yeah, it could have been one or two of those gas stations where, I, you know, because I wait till the shift that I knew, and then um, I take the take the uh, key, mm-hmm. you know, and uh and I go in there and lock the door. Nobody can get in because I got the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I sleep, get in the corner and sleep there. But yeah. Uh, wow. yeah. But this, this is in Los Angeles? I, yeah, and when, if I can get in there, and if, then if they knew when they got uh, understood that uh, they caught me doing it, then then they, would, then they wouldn't give me the key. So then I was just sleeping in some other places, you know. Well, the trucks or whatever. There was and there was no way for you to get back to Tulsa or any reason. For no, you to... I mean, I mean, if I could, I mean, I was just out there. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't would have brought that around my mom anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, she's 
very sanctified lady, and you know she was didn't know where I was, but then they, they hadn't said I was dead, so she was still praying for me hard, and but I couldn't have went back. I did go back once there, and um, it was it was not good. Yeah. I think this somebody said, man, the police want to kill you, and um, so if they catch you in a dope house, they're gonna kill you. So you know that wasn't that's not good. I'm like, what if I ain't did nothing to the police? What am I? Why right. they want to kill me in a dope house for? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they should be trying to help me. Yeah, yeah. Still killing me, so I had to leave there. So when I did go back, so <clears throat> but it was, it was crazy. It was really, really not good. But when you when you met Snoop, how quickly did you guys like find out that you're kindred spirits and? The, the first day, <laughs> the first day that I, the first day that I went in, I was he had told somebody that um, uh, I think it was Val Young. He said, "She said I know, I know, I know Charlie Wilson. I, I used to sing with him." She's like, "You don't know Charlie Wilson?" He said, "Yes, yes, I do." He said, "Well, you go get him then." So she kept telling me that Snoop wanted to meet me, and you know, I was just Val. You know, she, I just said Val. You, I was always saying stuff, but <laughs> but she was always telling the truth. But we used to tease her that everything she said was probably lies. You know, we, just, we used to say stuff like that to her. But so we said, okay, we went down down there where she was, where they were, and uh, and Tupac and all those guys were there. It's like you know, and Snoop was like, um, he was like, man, and he he locked the door with me in there and wouldn't let nobody get in. <laughs> and so we um, we just bonded. We bonded really, really fast. And um, and so he asked me to start singing. When I started singing, he was like, "Wow, dog, you still got the, you still got them them chops." And I was like, "Yeah, man, let's go." So we recorded a lot. Mm -hmm. We recorded I don't know how many albums I can't remember, but it was like it was just album after album after album after. I just everything that he wanted me to do vocals on, I would do it. But um, I remember Tupac. I remember Pac came in. He said, he was talking about me. And it was one of the next one of the next days we went. I went back to Can at the studio, and I was going back to the room where we was in prior, the day before. Mm -hmm. And so when I walked in, he just Tupac just started jumping up. And everybody in the building started in that room started jumping up because he said he had just said my name. <laughs> He's like a second. He said, "Man, if Charlie Wilson here, man, we would fuck you know this yeah. place." And so when I walked in, he just lost it. You're like a vision. I know. And he's like, dude, I just said your name. <laughs> and here's the record I want us to do together. And let's do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but I can't do it right now because I'm here for Snoop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, and I heard it. And it was like one of one of my our own. And it was just flipped a little bit. So he wanted me to do the hook. It was it was a funky record, man. It's bad. And so Snoop came and I said, I gotta go. So I went over to Snoop's <laughs> and we locked ourselves in and they was banging on the door. Yo, Pac, Pac wanna see Uncle Charlie. <laughs> and so I think engineer turned the music up loud or whatever. <laughs> get the away from the door. <laughs> it was some some guy was trying to get in. But I didn't I never Pac never came over, but it was somebody else was banging on the door. And, and, but me and Snoop and, and, and Pac and after he died. Not long after that, I didn't get a chance to cut the record, but mm -hmm. uh, also the record was cut, and I didn't get a chance to put my the hook on it. And but anyway, um, yeah, Snoop was, uh, we, and we've been like so close and tight since them them days, you know. Yeah, I mean, clearly you're on. Yeah, you guys have worked pretty much, you know, consistently yeah. for the past twenty. Uh, twenty. Yeah, years. yeah. I mean, Shoreham must be crazy. And now, just I'm gonna tell you something, man. When when um. Um, before um, Nate Dog died, I mean, me and Nate Dog, he wanted to, me and him to 
do some records together. Mm. And and we promised each other we was going to do the records. And then, you know, because it was just like a change of guards. Okay, Nate Dogg's done a whole lot. That's that sound. Okay, next. Also, Uncle Charlie's in now. And and so that sound became fresh to everybody's ears. And <clears throat> But me and Nate Dogg was... was we was going to do that, and then he had a stroke, mm-hmm. and uh, just didn't get a chance to get it done. Do you yeah. consider yourself more of a West Coast guy at this point in your life? Than- no, I'm worldwide, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and Pitbull. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the Jay Z of the format. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Sam's going nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you then meet Pharrell? Well. It was oh 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> that that was. Uh, you still got it. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, you know, basically, it wasn't that. That's not the first time I met Pharrell. It, actually, it was um, Pharrell before he got famous. I used to sing records, just sing the the hooks and stuff for him, and and um, and he was writing these records, and and um, he flew me in to do these records to the Virginia. In New York, it was okay. in New York City, and we was here. My brothers, we had a show at the Mocha Cafe, and I remember Pharrell was he, he was there and he was in the audience, and my wife was trying to push him up on the stage, and he was like, "No," <laughs> and he wouldn't come, and he was just like all nervous, and and went back to the studio and cut a, a couple more records, and. Um, and he got all that documented. One day they showed me some of this stuff, and I was like, wow, you still have that? So we had a great time back in those days. And 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 um, and I told Pharrell, I said, let me tell you something, man. You're either going to be the biggest producer in the world, or you're just going to straight suck eggs. <laughs> and he was just looking at me. I said, I know other people probably laughing at your beats or whatever, because I know they was all laughing at some of them guys in Virginia Beach. Man, he cracked their heads wide open. Yeah. He decided not to suck on eggs. That's right. He decided not to suck on eggs, and he yeah. decided not to follow their footsteps and with the vibe that they was going on. He had yeah. his own vibe. Yeah. And that vibe ended up being so big, and everybody coming, Jay-Z, everybody was coming, and he was just, and he just blew up, man. And I, I told him a long time ago, man, I'm just so proud of you and that that you never changed or faltered what you what you believed in. <clears throat> the real music and the chord structures and the changes and he goes to bridges where nobody else would go to bridges. <laughs> yeah. You know, they didn't know what a bridge was in hip hop. What's a bridge? He was going to the bridge and, and singing, you know <clears throat> I heard the bridge was over. Huh? <laughs> Dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> so so, you know, and he still got that same mentality. It's yeah. the same thing, man. That's why he wins. He wins like that, you know. So we've been close ever since. Did anything happen with any of the reference tracks that you had been working on with him? Did no. Did anything become anything? <clears throat> no. Uh, no, I, I have a story. I better not tell that story. <laughs> I have a story I'm not going to tell because <laughs> I lost the record being stupid. You lost the record? I, I didn't sing the record. <laughs> but anyway, it's all good. Um, um, so, yeah. when's, when's the first time you met Robert Kelly? Well, I met... I met Robert um, way before I he did something on me. He was just like he was, um, and I was I was in the early nineties, and uh, I was not, I was in my disease, of course, the, the drugs, and uh, <clears throat> and he came. He was in Los Angeles. He did a, a show, 
there and I was backstage and I think he saw me and he was like, I think this dude is pretty jacked up, you know. I know if I'd have seen me, I would have said that. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, we spoke again. We used to talk on the phone a lot. And um, so I said, man, he said, well, come, come to Chicago, dog. Come on to Chicago, dog. I'm a, you know, we, we, I just need to see you, though. We will see you and I, you know, we're going to write, I got something for you, dog. I got something for you. I said, all right. So I got there, and um, anyway, I was somewhere, played somewhere, and I just, let's go to Chicago so I can see Robert with Chicago. And so somebody went in, and he was up there for a while, and came back and said, well, he ain't in town. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, you know what? You don't have to pay this for me, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he probably seen me. He's like, uh-uh. <laughs> you know. But and it happened um, later on. And he, he ended up doing Mr. Biggs first or whatever. Yeah. And, that, and we talked. And um, I went back again, and, um, and he saw me. He's like sober. And he was like, nah, I got you. So, so I had some family members go through the same thing, man. So I said, okay, you know, he said, I got you. And uh, he went and played some basketball. <laughs> we went, we went and watched him play basketball. I, he didn't know I was there in the city and I was in this private place sitting there with all that jury on. I thought somebody <laughs> gonna hit me in the damn head. <laughs> oops, oops. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in there forever waiting on him. So this guy's like, my wife said. We need to get out of here. I think this is a setup. Because <laughs> I had this guy take us over there. End up, this guy's my friend now. Yeah. But before that, he was like this a transportation guy. And he said, I know where Robert is. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we went over there, man. We was in there like, it was like three hours waiting. My wife said, let's just go, baby. We got to get out of here. I'm telling you, I don't feel right. And then four hours, then finally he comes. And they say, he's in the building. And then we wait another hour. If he's in the building, where is he at? <laughs> Where is it's a this big d- building. It's yeah, a big yeah. building. No, yeah. it was in the, some little parking garage. And anyway, he he comes on the basketball court and of course this got some stands and we're the only ones in the stand. So quite like he looks and see who's in the stand. So he's looking at his people frowning up like something that you know. <laughs> I'm just blinging all got all this jury on you know. And so finally, um, some guy came and sit up on. He kind of scooted over. He getting closer. I know this guy was trying to check me out. So uh, I. Um, then they finished the game, and then he was tying his shoe up, and I went down there and hit him on the knee. He said, what's up, dog? And he kept on tying his shoe. I hit him again. <laughs> then he hit, what's up, dog? And I, went, I said, man, if you look up here, and he looked up. Oh, I'm what's up, Uncle Charlie, man? Dude, what you doing now? I said, I came to see you play basketball, and then I want to wreck it, so what's up? <laughs> yeah. He said, come on, let's go. So I went to the studio, and he that's when he came up with the, hey, girl, yeah, how uh, you doing? Well, how- My name is Charlie. Last name Wilson. Ah. I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, yeah that record. was. How quickly did it, did it well, take? Well, first of all, it took him. We got back from playing basketball. <clears throat> he only had the first half. And then it stopped. And and I started laughing. So he was upstairs and I was in the other studio downstairs. And I started laughing. I sent it back. And so he came back. <clears throat> And the reason that I laugh is because it feels like oh, I know man. you. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, he was clever with it. So, uh, <laughs> we understand that he doesn't write anything down. He just like no, he don't do no writing. Yeah. He, no, he don't. He can't. I don't think he writes. So, that's right. fascinating to experience. Yeah, he's like I told him he was pregnant with music. He <laughs> yeah. just like having so many babies all the time, you know. So, he he did that, man. He know how to come up with it. He just go play basketball to get it to get it get it molded, and he just go right back 
or he'll have his little his little tape recorder with him. He'll hum some stuff, and then he'll <laughs> go play basketball and come back and knock it out. <laughs> Talk about the other guy from Chicago, Kanye West, in terms yeah. of like his creative <clears throat> process, because it's it's not that quick. It's it's ongoing, isn't it? Well, I think he, he's it's not really ongoing unless he's looking for a certain thing, mm. because he can knock it out. But he's also he could put this person on, and then he might not like that, and then he, the sound of it. Mm-hmm. But then he'll put another person on then he'll stack those vocals or he'll put another artist and, and he'll listen that's not what he's looking for so <clears throat> he keeps until he gets the sound that he wants when he gets that sound and he's that's the one I want right there and sometimes it takes like 18 people to be on the well it's sometimes the I mean until yeah. he get that sound it's, if it's the sound he's looking for for his backgrounds or whatever mm-hmm. it's gotta have this thing that he's looking for and um, and so I remember when we was in the studio and you know I it was the week my brother had passed, and so we was up in there, we was doing records, and and um, it was all of the lights and all that stuff was going on, and and so my wife, of course, you know, you know, you you in a studio with 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 uh, yeah, you know, it's just nobody blurts out things to ask him, so she's like, "Yo, Kanye," and he was like, "Stops." <laughs> he was typing, he looks up, <laughs> hmm? and she said, "You know who you ought to put on this record?" He was like. <laughs> Who? She said, Rihanna. I just threw my paper up in there. Okay. There I go. Features out the window. He said, Rihanna. Okay. I was like, you just gave my feature away to Rihanna. I got double down the background film by Charlie Wilson featuring one of the lights featuring Rihanna. I was like, thank you. But you want to know what? It was great though. Drake got off the record for you. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like it's crazy, but she she's she's the one that suggested that Rihanna get on a record. Rihanna's That's amazing. last name, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It so, was crazy. So that was. Um, can you name everybody on all the lights? No, 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 no. That was a lot of people. But Elton John was on there. Though, right? I don't. I think it was a name like that. He yeah. was just was just somewhere in there. It was somewhere, and there was a lot, a lot of people names, and he was really looking for a sound, and then like he was crazy. He was just li- listening for that sound, you know. And uh, when when he got the vocals stacked, I think he said, "That's it right there." Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you hear yourself in there? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was there, so you know he had to had to, <laughs> had to push me up a little bit. <laughs> you about to have a problem up there, you know? You about to have a problem up there? Where my vocal at? Hey, <laughs> it's all good though. How did how did Bound get to you? Bound a Bound too. Yeah, but well, yeah, well, what don't we know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was. That record was another record, and um, of course Charlie Wilson was again had the dominating effect. So they went left New York and went wherever they had to went wherever they went. And then when he got to Los Angeles, <clears throat> when I got back a month later, whatever, they was like, "Yo," because I did that I think in France. Yeah, I was in France when I, it was in Paris when I did that. But mm-hmm. when I got back, they said, "Yeah, I want you to do uh, this this part over." So I went, and so they was playing. I was like, "What record is this?" <laughs> Man, I didn't recognize the record because it was not the same record that I heard that we did in France. And so it was different. And so I sang the hook again when it got to that part. I was like, "Oh, 
So this is the same record. And it was like, wow. I was like, let me have the, <laughs> let me have the other version yeah. so I could put that out. So we used to laugh about that, but I never got that version. <laughs> the arrangement that you guys did uh, for uh, for Jimmy Fallon was was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was really awesome. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. What about uh, going back to Snoop? Your guys like like musical tastes have gone like you know every which way in mm-hmm. terms of like evolution do you have a particular favorite song or favorite era with snoop that you no i mean when i first heard it man i was just it's just enthused as you guys when you first heard it. you know it's just i i in the beginning when i first heard him i was upset because i wasn't on those records of course you know it was just it was so funky and him and dre and all of that and it was just a movement, and then when I became a part of that movement, it was I was just so happy that that I could lend all of the things that they were looking for, you know, for the next whatever he's trying to do next. And so, for me being a part of that, I'm just as happy. It's, it's just delighted, you know. Snoop's upside your head, so I had to. Yeah. I went and played all of the instruments, you know, the Moog bass and all of that stuff. Wow. Yeah, all of that. And Crazy. so I cre- created it, you know, the whole thing. So I mean, DJ Pooh was in there <clears throat> playing the thing, you know. So when he, when I fi- fi- figured out what it is, how to get that thing, then, then, then when left DJ Pooh, he just, he just uh, molded it, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> took that bass line and, and shortened it up for me and made it more hip hop. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about uh, uh, Computer Love. Oh, man. I was on the road with the Zap, Roger, and the Gap Band, Zap and Gap, whatever. <laughs> we were all over the world together. With, but <clears throat> me and Roger was really, really like best friends. And um, he's funkin' with the talk box, and that's what they was funkin'. They was funkin'. So him and his brothers, and me and my brothers, I mean, we was at it every single night, you know, <laughs> and he would just bust the place up and come in my dressing room, soaking wet, drenched. Okay, George, you got what's left. <laughs> and so my brothers would be mad as hell. Get this dude out of here, you know. But we would be talking. So one day at Soundcheck, he came to me and said, "Yo, man, check this out. I'm, what should I do next?" I said, "I don't know what you should do next. Get off of me with that. I don't know what you think." And he's like, "No, for real. What what should I do next?" I said, "Okay, you should do a ballad." Mm. He said, "A ballad." I said, "Yeah, you should do ballads." And he says, "Wow, never thought." You help me do it, you gonna do it with me? I was like, if hey, you come up with the right one, I'll do it with you. <laughs> and so he had this little vibe. Shooby doo bop, shooboo bop, shooboo bop. I wanna love you. Shooby doo bop, shooboo boo wop. That's all he had. <clears throat> so he called me like about three o'clock in the morning somewhere. <laughs> was in a hotel and he said, I got some man, you need to come down here. I forgot where we was. And then when I got up, went down there. And, um, and man, he had that thing was. Boom, boom, whoop. Oh, man, that thing was hot. But I was like, man, and I'm trying to wake up. <laughs> and uh, and he pushing record, and I'm in there, I'm having a mic. Every time I sing a lick, I'm hollering, I just woke up. <laughs> and I'm trying to clean like, don't say it, don't say it. Don't say I just woke up. And so he kept on, every time I sang another riff, ah, I just woke up. And he's like, don't. <laughs> don't. He was waving his arm, don't say it, don't say it. But it was, you know, Man, it was like just me and him got that thing, man. And my label, I was with the Total Experience at that time, but it was highly upset, you know, because I got a tape. And um, 
and it wasn't written it was wasn't written all the way and you know we were saying some very some he, Roger was saying some really ugly things on that talk box so it's like <laughs> sexual things you yeah, know yeah. but I mean of course the label they couldn't really didn't I don't think they was really listening that that's not gonna be no hit but um so the record came out um maybe a year and a half later bust the chart wide open hmm. and then my label was mad because they didn't have a record and mad because I was on the record and it was Zap you know and it wasn't yeah. featuring Charlie Wilson but yeah why wasn't it featuring you is that like they a label couldn't get thing? no clearance and then they was mad because the record was a hit then they f- sued them made them take my my vocal off it was ugly oh it was God. wrong for you know the <clears throat> record was in the top five and then they put Shirley Mur- Murdoch a version of her but at the, when you got a record in the top five man or the top three or four I mean yeah. the record's hot anyway so Finally, when you know, I don't know, I can't remember who won or lost a lawsuit, doesn't matter. But that record was already hot, and so when it was all over, said, and done, I mean, nobody it would didn't really say featuring Charlie Wilson. Mm. And um, at so many, so many millions and millions of people didn't know that was me, yeah, I didn't know <clears throat> In the beginning <laughs> of the records and all of that, shopping up with all of that stuff, mm. yeah. So, um, I Bless his heart, man. I love this dude so much. And then some years later, he wanted to re-record the record and pay me. Wow. Wow. I mean, he really wanted to make sure I got money, and it was thousands and thousands of dollars. And then, and I was like, I said, Raj, <clears throat> we've already recorded that record. We're not going to be, be able to beat that, that, you know, the first version because now we're trying to beat that version. Right. We was just having fun, that first one, you know, and it was just magical. And it was it was incredible because Computer Love meant like he was like, okay, we're going to get on the computer. This for videos was really hot. Mm-hmm. And um, and he says, like, we're going to dial this woman up, you know, like I seen the body electric like that, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and uh, Twilight Zone when the mm-hmm. kids was picking out, trying to make a mother. And so you take the arm, one arm, the arms, and I take... You know, whatever. <laughs> I get the breast. He kept saying, "I get the breast, yeah. the tits." So wait, what? Wait, why come you gotta have yeah. the tits? I could, you know. So we gonna make this from this body parts and be- make this beautiful woman from from digital from the digital world. Mm-hmm. And um, he was talking about from the digital world. Wasn't no digital even out. He was already thinking, yeah, from ahead, the digital yeah. world. Yeah. What'd you think when sampling came around? I thought it was horrible. It was. Uh, and they, they they sampled a lot of the records for, and 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 didn't have to pay anybody for a very long time, you know. Um, Did you they, hear records like being played and you were like, "That's that's somebody I know yeah. who records was yeah," until they got called. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. had to go on and and um, but yeah, it was. I'm, you know, it's like a, almost like a double sword because I was happy that you can do it, but when it happened to me, you know, and you weren't getting paid, it didn't feel good. But I thought it was cool to do it. It's, I think it was a cool thing to do right. until it happened to me. Is what yeah, I'm trying sure. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. then you did start getting paid off of that. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, yeah. is that when you really started to like your 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 financial situation started to turn around? Well, I mean, uh, it, yeah. At that point, um, you you know you could uh, they I was getting some royalties because this guy sold off the publishing to a, to a guy in London, and then this guy said I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I can't find these Wilson boys, mm-hmm. you see? And so when he said, hey, I'm gonna start giving you checks, I was like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like one, 
had a couple while I was on the streets, but you know, it's like you when you already a crackhead and some money come your way, you ain't finna think about nothing with some more dope. So mm-hmm. I'm saying, and then one time I did receive a, was receiving a check when I was in the rehab, and I gave this attorney that I've known for a while, knew his family, and then he took the money, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like a thirty thousand dollar check, he just took the money, man, <laughs> and said that the gap band owed him. I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not the gap band by myself. You taking <laughs> no. my money? I'm in the rehab, finna start a new life, oh and you gonna take God. the whole check? Yeah. So he, he hid for me for many, yeah, many yeah, years. Exactly, yeah. The guy hid for me for trust me for many, many years. I, Let's so go I'm not find gonna, him. No, no, that's all good. Um, <laughs> can you tell us about what Los Angeles was like uh, in the? Late '70s, early '80s, like just as sort of a, a, a rock community as a music community. It was sex, drugs, and rock and roll, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like net order, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I had a great time. And um, ain't gonna lie to you, like I said, sex, drugs, mm-hmm. and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So that's why we was. That's why I was at mentally with it. Well, this is a family podcast. So <laughs> what was what was the uh, what 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 rock bands were you palling around with in like well, the '70s, in, '80s, in the '70s? Again, you know, I, I could. I could be around the Stones. I, I was, I mean, I was around those those guys. Yeah. And, um, not saying that we got high or anything together, mm-hmm. but it was no. They were getting high on their own. <laughs> yeah. It was up. Definitely, it was. Um, it was in the area, you know, because you know the, the fans or groupies or whatever you may call what at that time. Yeah. It was just plentiful. Mm-hmm. Did and, you, do uh, you find like um, like recording situations plentiful out there too? Because there's so many studios. Would you just like roll up and someone's what, like, "Oh, good, you're here." Oh, at that time, yeah, it was a lot of studios going. Um, uh, it was um, you, if you got a chance to get into one of them, it was great. You know, there was hot tubs inside of some of them, and huh. yeah, they had um, you know steam rooms. Was that and, for James Brown? Well, no. <laughs> the, the record plant had some 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 dens and some dungeons and yeah. things. It like, sure did. Uh, I had I had a lot of fun those days. You know, sometimes you felt unworthy to be around some of the people that were there. Mm-hmm. Some really really big stars at the time. So, I mean, you bust in there and it was like probably didn't even know who I was. But then some people were like, oh, that go Charlie Wilson from the yeah. You know, I had fun. So now when you're recording, you're living in a computer digital age. Mm-hmm. It's no more you know two tracks mm-hmm. and. and there's no, you know, the only use for those like large boards in the studio is to mm-hmm. put drinks on, right? Like, yeah. uh, what is recording? What is making like, like real funk? Like, where does that come from? Like, yeah, how is it different for you? Well, hey, I've adapted to the way they record music now, so it's it's uh, a lot different from it was when we came up. However, if you don't adapt quickly, you get left back. So, uh, I'm around some very very incredible people. And that know the genre and, and the digital world and and the way we cut records now, and um, I just move right on in comfortably, and uh, it's been fine for me. You know, the funk don't stop. You know, about how you record it. You just got to be able to record it. You got to have it in your heart and your soul, and you put that, whether it's digital, whether it's on tape or whatever. It doesn't matter to me when I see the red button. That means we recording. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So you got to be ready. And if you're not ready, then it ain't going to work anyway. All right. We need a quick 16 from you right That's now. That's right. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The red button's on. 
Um, <laughs> do you believe in the magic of places like Muscle Shoals and all those? Oh uh, yeah, it's it's. I believe that those places got some really great sounds. You know, in in the room, the room is what it is, and. And I think when you're playing live material and, and stuff like that, and you got live instruments playing in that room, horns and, and all that stuff, I think it works really good. And if you can grab some of those pickers, man, <laughs> you can flip some of the things that they, some of those guys, man, come on, man. <laughs> it's some great it's some great musicians out here and that um, they don't make what, they don't make it music like that anymore because then some of these, you know, some, they don't want to play that kind of music, but what they do is they'll grab it, then they'll sample it, and then they'll work it that way. Yeah. But the pick pickers, man, I think they, it's uh, as country still does it. So, you know, who's somebody that that has not gotten credit that you think should have? Charlie Wilson. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> I'm the Jay Z of my format. <laughs> I was with I was with Kanye at uh, his first Grammys, mm. and we we went to the record plant, mm. and during that week to do some recordings and everything. Was there a hot tub? There was not a hot tub. Yeah. Uh, but he brought in uh, a chef from uh, or a cook down from uh, from Oklahoma mm -hmm. because he didn't want any barbecue, but. Oklahoma barbecue. Yeah. Can you talk about the way Oklahoma barbecue is made? I mean, they they make it. Is that what you're finna ask me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Barbecue 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 is made differently. You want the secrets? <laughs> yeah. No, they 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 use uh, some different wood. I mean, they use the real good wood, hickory. I think it is. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, they got it stacked up. It's all in front of the. It's just incredible. And then they have uh, this big big. Um, Din and they just they just throw this wood in there, man, and and it's going and and um, and they close the thing down, man, and it's it's incredible. And they got they, first of all they grab some great meat, and, and so the butcher is, is giving them the best meat. And but it's something that smoke. you can't just do anywhere. No, nah, man, a lot of people don't they don't make they don't make barbecue like Oklahoma or Texas that whole area, you know, mm -hmm. so that area there. But um, if you grab the right person cooking barbecue from Oklahoma man you can just take them all around the world with you because they know first of all they're gonna season it right they know what to do and so you just can't just take raw meat and put that on the, on the flame that's not how you do it mm -hmm. no you have to you have to uh, put that meat in some heat you know and let it almost cook and then you it's like it's it's marinated right and and then you put it on the on the flames there I mean uh, that smoking let it smoke right off the chain it comes off you don't need no teeth to eat that meat <laughs> but you prefer it I prefer it yeah prefer having I prefer teeth I rather you yeah. well you know you, you want to chew it but uh, yeah but but yeah it's uh it's beautiful man I, I understand why he bring him because yeah. he brought the chef with him because yeah. it's hard to find that um, all right, so we're probably like what forty minutes into this? Fifty, about fifteen. Yeah. All right, yeah, about <laughs> fifteen, like 15 baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fifteen never over. Um, all right, so uh, we have not talked about Justin Timberlake. Mm. Um, Who talk, yeah. presented you with the Lifetime Achievement oh my Award gosh, at the yeah. BET Awards? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, what was that moment like? It was like a pivotal moment for me in my life and my career. I was, I'm so happy. I was just uh, only thing about that whole lifetime achievement from every anybody's ever gave it has given it to me. It's like I just felt like, are you guys trying to tell me to sit down? Because <laughs> I, you know, usually you see somebody get a lifetime achievement while they're not making records anymore, mm -hmm. and so it just made me feel a little funny. But it was like the best feeling in my life. I had my the best, some of the best nephews I have in this business. I had the best of the best, and so to have all of them there. 
And um, man, I was I was trying to keep from crying. And then this what the strangest thing happened. I would get back to Justin. Justin, yeah. when he when he walked out to to I know he was gonna we was gonna sing together, but I didn't know he was gonna be the one that actually gave me the, the award and and so and when he was like you know we've all s- have stolen from you even me i was like okay <laughs> but um but to see him there and and um you know i've had the highest one of the, the highest rating for that lifetime achievement award. yeah you know since michael jackson has been i was i broke the record i think and a lot of people want to say it, but it's all good. I know because I've looked at this Richter scale. I was like, oh, see, everybody's performance. Charlie Wilson to the top. Mount Everest and back down. Like a heartbeat. That's right. It's like, you know, going on with me. That's like a heart attack. Yeah, that's a heart attack. That was massive. Yeah. But it was incredible. And what I liked about it the most, him, that he turned everything and everybody down. They wanted to take a picture. I wanted to have an interview. He said, I'm not doing any of that. I'm only going to talk about Charlie Wilson, and that's mm-hmm. it. I'm only going to take pictures with him. They try to get him to take pictures, and I'm not doing that unless Charlie Wilson is in the room, and he didn't. So, And now the press was waiting, and I didn't know that they, they was all standing around waiting on me because I was talking to somebody else. And so they said, you want to take some pictures, Uncle Charlie? I was like, yeah, where's everybody at? They said, they're over there waiting on you. I was like, Justin, too? <laughs> they said, everybody, they're not going in the room until you get there. And so when I got there, and they were like, Uncle, you ready? I was like, yeah. And we went in there. Was but he did not go in that room. He did not go in that room, period. How about how about the fact that the music industry now looks out for you after like treating you so poorly, Yeah, so well, poorly for so long that you have – like these titans of the industry looking out for you and giving you your due and well i think now i think they know that i can sing that's number one and they know that i'm still gifted and 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 all that i do and so by being that's by that being said like i say i'm the jay-z of my format Mm -hmm. now it could be any other name you want to say but i'm that and a couple of candy bars and whatever you want on the side of that you know because i know that i can sing and and um and it's a lot of people um, you know, I, I you know I had never brag. I don't I don't sound maybe I'm sounding braggadocious. You know, really don't care because you know like there's no third there's no third comeback. Right. You know, mm-hmm. this is the, this is the second the, whatever it is, and I have to get it continue to go now. You know, because I don't know what what I create my creator has in store for me. If it's time for me to go to sleep forever, I don't know. But I have to continue to go hard at it until I just run out of fun. You know, when I stop having fun, it's when you won't see me no more. Yeah. Or I'm in the ground. You know, mm-hmm. so I have to go now. People always say, well, you know, what does other people have to do? I don't know what other people have to do. But I know what I did. You know what I'm saying? I didn't overthink what it is I was doing. I just wanted to go and sing and have fun. And, and, and it's been working for me, you know. And, hey, uh, man, I'm just happy. I remember after the uh, – I asked a lot of people a whole lot of people to come well my management asked a lot of certain other people to come at least just get in the package say something on the camera for me Mm -hmm. now I don't really know if they knew how big it was going to be 
But I knew no afterwards. It was like, why come I wasn't invited? Man, don't go there with me, please. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> so don't do that. Don't do that. Just stop. Stop. Don't do that. <laughs> you didn't hit me right here. I don't know how to hit you right yeah. there. On yeah. The no, we, you know, it's all, it's all good. Don't but hit me here. Hit you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. upside the head. Right? No, yeah, but yeah. that was like, but, <laughs> you know, after they found out it was like, you know, oh, we was just kicking it home and I seen you. Hey, man, you know, we, I know we asked your people to come do the thing with me. And I know you probably didn't think it was gonna be that big. And then after it blew up in your face while you was looking at TV, you was like, damn, man, I should have been in that tribute. You're right, you should have. You should have been. But, uh, and it was a lot of pe other people was trying to get in. It was just too many mm -hmm. people that was trying to get in. Um, but um, That's a blessing though. Yeah, it was just a, no, it's a beautiful thing, man. I've never ever seen so many grateful people come and said, hey man, I'd like to be a part of that, but it was just way too many people. <laughs> I mean, for real, it was a lot. And you know, and and, and I was only getting like like eight minutes or 12 minutes first. I didn't, I, ain't no way you can do that holistic for eight minutes. Right. Yeah. So we just straight took 29 minutes, straight just took it. <laughs> just straight took 29 minutes, 29 and a half minutes, almost 30 minutes. Like it was a Rolling Stones song, straight just, just took it. Yeah, just took we it. just straight, straight took it, and <laughs> I was so like glad, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin was in the room, and it was like, you know, he was like, oh, no, no, we have to do this right here, and it was like, okay. <laughs> I said, you didn't say that when I said it. It was funny. It was so happy. I had so much fun because Justin and Snoop and Pharrell, everybody was saying, no, you know, let's change this and change it. Let's make the horns do this. And it's like, it just got, it just got longer and longer and longer and longer. And I was just like, yeah, see what I'm saying? Went from eight minutes to 30 minutes, just wrecked the place. Caused, straight caused havoc. Because <laughs> in rehearsal, I was just going hard and was just broken down. I was talking to this side. They was looking at me. So when we got through rehearsal, and sweating, we was all sweating. And then the producers came and said, "Well, can't we can't cut that short?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tried to tell you like yeah. uh, two weeks ago when you was trying to give me eight minutes. <laughs> Funny man, yeah. I had so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who has unreleased Charlie Wilson song? I know that there's a there's a uh, Snoop. Pharrell, you mm -hmm. and James Ingram song. Oh, we have a lot of that stuff. Pharrell's got all that work. Yeah, man. I think we got some of that. And um, um, and my wife got some stuff. She won't turn over. I don't know why she won't turn it over. Me neither. What, what if we give her credit <laughs> for the Rihanna thing? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she should have had that. She had should have had that credit a long time ago. That's but, right. Let's plug but that no, hard drive into I a never ever. <laughs> her, I never ever told anybody actually. I've never and I've never seen Riri since then, so I didn't say the reason why she got on there is because my wife said, you know, you know what, Kanye, <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. So yeah, yeah. You meeting your wife is not only the best thing that's happened to you, but it's the best thing that happened to Kanye, yeah, and exactly. Rihanna, and Rihanna. Yeah. Else, yeah, yeah. It was just been just been a, just uh, just a load of fun. Yeah. Well, Charlie, congratulations on a lifetime of amazing music up until this point and beyond oh man thank that's the thank you so much man you guys are just like just r raising the bar for everybody you guys are just like what is it well, you're just blowing the roof off of everybody <laughs> well we but everybody we can't get through that door right there <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that's what it is that's what it is i can't get in here but uh, i'm in here yeah, I made it, so I'm happy to be here, man. And you guys just keep doing what you're doing. I love it. I love the show and um, fan, and so.
Thank you so much for having me, man. Thank I'll you. Come back anytime you. you want to. Yeah. Next time when I got some voice, I'll come and sing like Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hold you to that, baby Sam. Baby Sam. <laughs> baby Sam, 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 Thank you, man. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if people want to find out more about us, we are It's The Real. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called A Waste of Time. If people want to find out more about what's going on in our world, where can they go? You can always go to soundcloud.com slash a waste of time to listen to all of our episodes for our podcast. You can also go to iTunes and search for a waste of time with the real. We are trying to get our podcast on Stitcher. We do not know why it's not there. We are also on Twitter at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Instagram at It's The Real, on Snapchat we are It's It's The Real, and It's The Real Eric, because It's The Real was taken. We're also It's The Real on YouTube, there should be some new videos showing up there very, very soon, and if you want to hear our music, all the music that we performed, you can listen to some of those songs on SoundCloud.com slash It's The Real. You know, we like to shout out people at the end of this podcast, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of shout outs this week, especially. But we want you to spread the word about this podcast. We want to spread it far and wide so that this podcast can grow and the word can spread. Jeff, who would you like to shout out? I want to shout out everybody who bought tickets who did not actually attend the show. I want to shout out Shea Serrano who bought 10 tickets for the internet. I want to shout out David Cho who bought 10 tickets for the internet. I want to shout out Phil Chang who bought 5 tickets for the internet. I want to shout out... Also, by the way, the, the internet, the band, was playing the same night as us. So I hope yeah, but we are the that those the people did not go to see the internet instead of us. Well, how many people are in the internet? Uh, there's a lot of people in the internet. Well, we bought 25 tickets at least for the internet. All right. So I also want to shout out everybody from Boise, yes, from Toronto, yeah. from Montreal, yes, and North Carolina, and Miami, Florida, yeah, and and not Miami, Florida, and everywhere, Guam. yeah. We had someone from Guam buy two tickets. Shout out to everybody who just wanted to support. That is love. That is uh, a real testament to who you guys are, and I hope a testament to what we represent and what we have given you guys along the years. By the way, shout out to Mike Birch who couldn't make it, who also bought tickets. Yeah, shout out to uh, the TOS podcast who drove up from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Shout out to 80s Baby out there in, in New Jersey, Clifton, New Jersey. Shout out to, I mean, shout out to Dan Rosenthal. Yeah, shout out to Dan for being a great guy, for helping us push those tickets. Shout out to Estelle for dressing us, for making us look good up there on stage. Shout out to Johan, shout out to Nunny for taping that stuff and making it look incredible. We saw the footage today and it looks dope. Shout out to uh, shout out to Nardwar for dropping off that oh yeah that video file. Forgot shout out to Leor Cohen who also sent over a video. Shout out to Kelly who really made that Leor thing Yo, happen. Shout out to Kelly. Kelly had to deal with a lot of stuff. That shout day. out to Just Blaze. Shout out to Juan. Shout out to uh, On Q and Brian. There were so many people that I didn't know that I got to talk to that night. That was awesome. Shout out to Freeway. Shout I don't know Freeway. if Freeway's listening right now, but shout out to Amir. Amir is definitely listening. And let's listen. I want I want to tell the people. Something. If you're not following Blame the Label on Twitter right now, or Instagram, you're making a huge mistake because Amir is one of the kindest and most generous and most amazing human beings on this planet. And he brings inspiration, he brings love, and he brings a lot of tremendous advice that you guys would use in your everyday life if you're in the business or if you're not. Go follow Blame the Label. You will not be sorry. Shout out to Amir, a great friend and a great listener, and who is the first person to actually connect us with Freeway back in 2012 or 2013. Well, whenever I interviewed Amir for Double XL Magazine, 
about South by, right? About, about South by. Yeah. Hopefully, Amir, you better be at South I by because I need to Amir see you. I need uh, to get some donuts with Amir. What a great guy. Actually, you know what? I'm going to buy some uh, Girl Scout cookies from his daughter right after we do this podcast. All right. So shout out to Amir. Shout out to Amir's daughter. Shout out to everybody who came through. Any last shouts? Uh, shout out to... Oh, shout out to Jenna Cutie. Thank you, Dan. Shout out to Jenna Cutie for making the trip. She, she got on a red-eye flight from Vegas and came and showed up, and I was so shocked when I saw her. Front row. Front row. Shout out to... Shout out to Manny Mills. Manny Mills. Shout out to Manny Yo, Mills. Check DJ Manny Mills on all of your socials. He DJs here in New York City. He DJs in Pennsylvania. He DJs all around. Book him. He's a great DJ. He's a great dude. Um, he is our guy. Shout out to DJ Manny Mills. Shout, shout out to Eric from the other building. That's right. Who always drops off cookies. That's right. Um, shout out to El Salvador. In El the Salvador. Shout out to Steven, Steven Salcedo. Salcedo, who didn't get a chance to perform. Yeah. Oh, man. We had a lot of surprises. A lot of surprises for people. Uh, but you know how these things work? There's get, always another performance. There is another performance, guys. A lot of fun stuff on the way. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Shout out to Dove for taking pictures. Makes, oh, shout out to Dove. Shout out to the guys from St. John's. Shout out to Quessy and Keith yeah. from St. John's. Shout out to the whole St. John's out there. Passing out flyers um, on our behalf. Shout out to Waz and Nod. Shout out to Nod. I want to see Nod in LA. Hey. Even though I do not want to see Nod in LA. Congratulations to Nod. We'll see you out there very soon. And down at South Park. Shout out to Dave. Just Dave. Just Dave in the building. Koza. Uh, Oh, yeah. Shout out to Koza. Shout out to Toon. Shout out to Nur. Shout out to Phil. Shout out to Miss Info. Shout out to Peter Rosenberg. Shout We're going to name literally every single There's person. There's a lot of hot 97 people yeah. there. Um, Mike Tripodi bought a ticket online. Shout out to Mike Tripodi. Um, you know what? Shout out to us. Yeah, shout out to us. We did it. We did it. That's a lot of hard work. And right you want to know what? We're going to do it again. And we'll see you guys hopefully there. A lot more. A lot more from It's the Real on the Way. We good? We good. We'll see you next week. New York City, what the fuck is up? Yo, shout out to Just Blaze. Come on, come on.